way you do it You play the guitar on the MTV That ain't working, that's the way you do it Money for nothing and your checks for free Now that ain't working, that's the way you do it Let me tell you, damn guys ain't dumb Maybe get a pistol on your little finger Maybe get a blister on your thumb We got to install microwave ovens Custom kitchen deliveries We got to move these refrigerators We got to move these color TVs The little faggot with the earring and the makeup Yeah buddy, that's his own hair Network. Please go to republicbroadcasting.org. You know what to do with that donate button. Smash it with extreme prejudice. Donate to RBN. Make your check or money order payable to RBN 2251 Double Creek Drive, Suite 302, Round Rock, Texas 78664. Call on the debit or credit to 1 800. 724-2719, extension 3. Keep free speech alive while we still have it because the Republicans and Democrats want to end free speech for obvious reasons. So we have tonight the William and Jeremy show as all of you kids around the campfire sing about the red pillar, my schismatic heretic, the red pillar, the heavyweight champion. I must break you. Wilhelm, I will summon Wilhelm. Jeremy Hart. 
Yeah, I'm yes. sorry for the delay. I was I was just coming back from downtown at the county clerk uh, where I was filing for my name change. I'm changing my name from William Rapillum to Schismatic Heretic. I saw that in the text. What's uh, what's up with that? Schismatic. Uh, well, I, I've Very had divisive. some time to reflect since last week. We had that call from, uh, what was her name, Dr. Kuki. Um Dr. Laura. It was no Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram called in last week. Here, let's play that clip number four. And, you know, she suggested you guys do the J and K show, uh, but then went on uh to tell me that, that there's no J in the Greek alphabet. So I, I've had time to reflect and, and I I really think she's right. So let's play that clip real quick there. We've actually got two clips, so clip four and five. On Dr. Kelly, Dr. Kelly, welcome to the show, William and Jeremy Show. Hey, right on. We should do a show together, the J and the K Show. Um, I just wanted to point out a couple of really important facts. Um, did you ever study physics in college using the Greek alphabet? Anybody? Did you ever no. take Greek? Or, um, because there's a big problem with, um, with your guest and these people that are schismatic and heretics. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's clip four. Okay. We, and let's, uh, let's the fact pray. Let's, is, there oh, is I'm not no, a guest. I'm actually a co-host. Is, is. There is I'm not no, a guest. I'm actually a co-host. Uh, what do you mean? Yeah. Okay, so Schismatic. there's no J. What are you talking about? There's no letter J in the Greek alphabet. So what? There's no J in the Hebrew alphabet. So what? What's your so, point? Yeshua. Yeah. Yeshua. Are you Jewish? Christos. So Jacobus or Jacobus is how you no, pronounce Are you Jewish? James. Okay, blah, 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 um, blah, blah. I'm a blah, big blah. Norwegian what are you, like, what, are you, what are you blabbing on about here? Sit down. So what, what, are you, are you what, what is the problem? Man. Because I said the word Jew, you have a problem. You're going to call and try to... problem. Di- You've got the problem. I don't have a problem. Unfortunately, you I don't have a problem. problem. I'm going to cut you off the show, and you're no longer on the show. And there's your problem right there. I don't it's have false. a problem. You can't even explain what my problem is. So what? what tell me what my problem is. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was so, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there were that. There it is. Okay. So, yeah, I wanted to go back and uh, reflect on this. So, Jeremy, let me. Uh, would you want to comment first? There. Did you have any? A little, one? a little spicy. A little spicy commentary on last week's William and Jeremy show between right. my co-host William and a caller. Um, schismatic, that means divisive. Are you divisive, William? Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't want to be divisive. I'd, I'd rather bring people together, but I just, I go wherever the truth brings me. I, I Sometimes am some people consider that to be divisive. Well, I am divisive. I, you know, I don't want to join with those that would advocate for genocide of Palestinians or 
Jewish control of our media, banking, and Hollywood and politics. I don't want to join together with those that advocate for child trannyism. I'm not saying that the caller advocated for those. I don't. I don't know the caller that well, but I'm just saying that divisive is kind of where we're at. If you choose a stand, right for the right thing, you're going to be divisive. That's just the thing. I think that's what schism means. But anyway, kick it to you, William. Okay. Well, you know, at, at first, I kind of, you know, I, you, you heard me later in the in the broadcast, and I was like, oh, I, I kind of felt bad. Like, I'll call back, you know. I didn't like cutting this person off. But then when I went back and listened to it again, and I, I listened to what she was saying, how rude she was. I've never talked to this person before. And, and how out of context she came into our conversation with, like, we weren't even talking about I mean, maybe we mentioned Jesus. I, I went back and listened to the, the show once, but I, I really didn't know why, because we were not talking about this subject. So, you know, yeah. uh, you call in, you insult the, the person. You, you, had, you know, I saw it as an attempted coup attempt, because uh, you can call me paranoid if you want, but, I mean, I just thought, I'm not paranoid. I'm not worried about that. But uh, that's what it seemed like to me. She called in and said, let's do the JMK show. And then she went on to lecture us about using the, the letter J, right? So if I go back and listen and you, you hear this, cog- you get this cognitive dissonance. And I don't always pick up, you know, everything right away. You know, sometimes it's like it's in one ear and out the other because not the best listener. But uh, when I went back and I realized why I had such a gut flipping experience with this disingenuous person that called in uh i uh, so dr kelly used to have a show on rbn to my yeah, knowledge heard that to my knowledge she's on board with you know the stuff that we talk about seems like a pretty straight forward person so it sort of surprised me and i allow full freedom of speech on my show so even though I've never disagreed with Dr. Kelly and she's called into my show before and we've gotten along great. Um, if you and her had a little tiff, you know, let it happen on air. That's freedom of speech, man. We got to hash these things out. So I don't yeah, know what right. that was all about. So to my knowledge, yeah, I don't you know, either. she's a pretty cool person, but yeah, I agreed. If you know, you're my co-host and there's certain protocols, you know, when you call into a show, I don't call into Kelso's show. You know, I don't call in. Yeah, maybe she meant to call into Kelso's show. Yeah, she was yeah, calling I mean, the wrong the, show. <laughs> the reason the reason I don't call into Kelso's show is because I disagree with him. It's his show. All respect to Kelso. I mean, I'm not I'm right. not dissing on Kelso, but we don't. I don't see eye to eye with him on on the you know. On, right. I'm, I'm not picking on him, but I'm just making. The, I'm just giving an example. Like I disagree with Kelso. I don't call into his show because I'm a host. And make it a big deal. If I want to disagree with him, I'll invite him on my show and we'll debate. Or he can have me on his show and we'll debate. But, you know, I'm not going to blindside him. So that's that's my stance on that. If you want to call in and disagree, do it. Full freedom of speech, right? Um, But if you want to have a long debate, we need to schedule, like, a show to do a debate. So Mm -hmm. that having been said... (laughs) Kudos to Kelso. Trump is still is going to be the nominee, and Trump is going to be relevant for at least four more years. So <laughs> he might have something going on there. I don't know. Well, 
<laughs> well, I don't know what happened in the Supreme Court today. Well, I mean, Trump's like, I, not going to the Supreme Court, in my opinion. Yeah, so, I mean, they're ruling that Trump is, you know, can't be taken off ballots. Now, there's still some other states that are, uh, you know, where that's up in the air. But the point, I guess the point is that the people want Trump. And so Trump is still a thing. So the Trump phenomenon is a legit show. I mean, whether you agree with that or disagree, um, right? And so well, the alternative would be, well, who's still in the running right now? It's uh, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley or Joe yeah. Biden. Those are your choices right there. I'll probably vote for Joe Trump. Biden. Yeah. So the, the latest news that I got from Wall Street Journal, Supreme Court is likely to restore Donald Trump's eligibility. Um, justices are heard arguments on whether the 14th Amendment's disqualification clause bars the former president from returning to the White House. So it's still up in the air, but it's, it's likely that they're going to uphold Trump from remaining on the ballot. But even if Colorado takes him off the ballot, people in Colorado can write him in. So that's really like the point is moot. And if, if you were going to go with 14th Amendment, they would have to say it's strictly the 14th Amendment thing. That's that was meant for people in the Civil War <laughs> that tried to overthrow. They didn't try to overthrow the government. That's the thing. People in the Civil War in the South, they just fought for states rights and they were defeated militarily um, because of trains and telegraphs. The North had access to train and telegraphs. That's the bottom line. So really, that was about Civil War stuff. So SCOTUS could very easily say, well, this only applies to Civil War. Because you would have to prove that Trump indeed tried to do, uh, you know, an overthrow of the government, which would be hard to prove, even though they're they're going that route. But anyway. Maybe that's why they're trying to start a Civil War right now. Yeah, I mean... Any anybody anybody that pushes back against the system is targeted, and that right now that just happens to be the majority of Trump voters. So anyway, he'll he'll get the nominee, he'll run, and they'll have to hoax the election bigly to keep him out. I mean, it'll be obvious. This, I mean, it was obvious last time. So I mean, here's the thing: Biden supporters, the Democrat base. Close to half of the Democrat base disagree with Israel's genocide of Palestine. So you got a lot of people who feel like they're disenfranchised on the Democrat side because there's no candidate that's supporting Palestinians, right? Whereas with Trump, unfortunately, the Trump base is all for Israel, so they don't care about the genocide. So, you know. You, you got that phenomenon going on where I think Trump's going to win simply because half of the Democrat base disagrees with the Israel-Palestine thing. It's kind of weird. Well, well I, will, I will just say that, you know, to Trump's credit, it, 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 it one thing. Um, so I was just listening to uh, Colonel Douglas MacArthur, uh, this, this video yeah. that I sent you. Um, and it's a 15-minute uh, McGregor, sorry, not MacArthur, but yeah, he's very got really good, keen insight. He's an ex; he used to be a CIA uh, analyst, and um, 
advisor. And uh, he's a 28-year veteran in the Army. Um, so he's absolutely telling the truth about what's going on over in Israel and pointing out the situation over there. Um, it's a really good clip. But the one uh, point that he's he's bringing up is is uh, United States, you know, unwavering support for Israel, and it's happening. Obviously, it's happening on both sides. So, if a disenfranch like the people, first of all, the first problem is people think there's still a political solution, right, on the federal level, right? It doesn't matter, you know. It's like people are gonna like clamor about who to vote for. Uh, it doesn't matter. But I so will even say, okay, the one point I wanted to make was that Trump was, uh, uh, one thing he pointed out, okay, uh, Douglas McGregor, was that Trump stopped, he stopped uh, us from going to war with Iran, actually. Even though he yeah. took out Soleimani, right, he, there, there was in this clip, uh, uh, toward the later part of the on the break, I'll figure. I, I should have done this before. I'm sorry. I should have done this, but I should yeah, have put out this particular uh, this particular part in here where he's talking about the nature of how the Jewish establishment was trying to go to war with Iran and how he thinks they're they're gonna do it. They're just they're just they're hell bent on going to a war with Iran and broiling us in another war. Let's hold that thought right there. We got a break. Um, Let's discuss this on the other side, and we'll get into the clip. Mine have to be after half hour. We'll see. Do you begin to smell some funky little things going on? Let me share this story with you. It's not so much a story, it's something I wrote years ago. Read your history, people. Stock markets collapse on Friday. Bank seizures, closures, holidays take place after business hours on Friday. Do currencies or governments also collapse on Friday? <laughs> Tomorrow's Friday. Will the end come on this Friday or will the inevitable collapse hold off for a while? The next round of the worst financial crisis in a hundred years is coming, people. And the government is out to make you and I pay for it. And will your savings survive a global banking wipeout? What happens when the U.S. sees hyperinflation? What if taxes soar not only for the rich? Can you survive the stock market tanks? Look, between a stock market wipeout, waves of bank failures, soaring government spending that will lead to hyperinflation and the destruction of the dollar's value, isn't it time that you prepare for the uncertainty which lies ahead? Protect your money now or forever kiss it goodbye. My friends, I offer you over six decades experience of hard asset ownership and knowledge. And I'm prepared to handle the smallest detail in the balanced protection of your portfolio. For as the future of uncertainty continues to blanket this nation of ours, I believe that I can offer you the privacy, safety, security, and possibly some profitability which you deserve. And so I invite you to visit SierraMondrePreciousMetals.com for further information regarding protecting your wealth. Or call me, Jeffrey Bennett, at 602-799-8214. Or by email at KettleMoraineLTD at Cox.net for private consultation. 
Once again, our phone number is 602-799-8214. It's almost Friday. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the Rotating Sponsors banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. We're back back to the very incendiary William and Jeremy show. Very controversial. Um, And we've got this clip of Colonel McGregor being interviewed, and we're going to hit the last three or four minutes of it. Let's play it now and fit it in to this short segment. Mike, if you would, please. While Mike's um, yeah, you got to go to BitChute for this stuff because it, it gets uh, no, taken no. off of YouTube. Oh. William, who's McGregor being interviewed by? Did you get that? I didn't. Yeah, I recognize the guy's face. I don't remember what his name is, but this is on If Americans Knew, and that's a great channel. And there's only 1,200 subscribers. It's unbelievable because they're totally legit. Uh, they always post really legit stuff about Israel. You know, it's no no BS. Allison Weir is, you know, she's a great activist. Okay, roll the, roll the so, clip. 20 years of, of asking to have us, the United States, actively attack Iran, looking through all manner of false flag attacks, whatever you want. They've thrown every the kitchen sink at this to try to make this happen. Do you think the Biden administration, the, the neocons in Washington, the war machine in Washington is just going to turn around, do an about face and walk away from this plan to attack and to wipe Iran off the map to use Lindsey Graham's assessment? Or are we going to have a war with Iran in some capacity? Well, I was asked that several times last year. Tucker asked me that. Uh, I think it was October, November last year. And I said, we're on the path to war with Iran. I think we are. And sadly, I think we will do this. Remember that you have a third of the American electorate. It is what I call the bombs away club. If you say we're bombing country X, they'll all cheer. They don't even know what's going on in country X, but they think our greatness as a nation is served by bombing people. It's not, but that's what they think. Now we want to talk while we're talking about attacking Iran. Iran is a major military power. They have real military capability. They have a very sophisticated group of Iranians running the military establishment. They're very good at cyber warfare. They have excellent intelligence. They have brilliant missile technology. I mean, I've sat and listened to the Israelis who've given me very good briefings on this very topic. 
But the solution to that problem is not to poke it. If you poke it, it will launch. And they will launch and they can attack all the key positions that we have in the region. Remember, we have roughly 57,000 people on the ground uh, in the region. You know, in Qatar, Kuwait, Iraq, Syria. I mean, we just go down the list. All of those positions can be targeted and with great position attack, a great precision attack. Our air defenses are not very good. They simply aren't. They haven't worked well. Our air defenses that we built for the Saudis could not stop Houthi uh, drones, let alone cruise missiles. So who are we kidding ourselves? If we do this, they're going to attack. I don't see anybody benefiting from this. This has been my problem with everything the Israelis have done from day one. They, I understand what they want. I understand exactly how they feel. There's too much emoting. There's not enough thinking. If we get involved in the Middle East this way, we're going to have at least a two-front war, maybe a three-front war. Obviously, the Russians are not going to watch Iran go under. They will prevent that. They will supply and assist and advise. If push comes to shove, they'll join. But they won't try to join. They'll try to stand in the background and provide the Iranians everything they need. The Chinese will do the same. If the Russians get involved, the Chinese may ultimately get involved because they're desperately dependent upon the oil and gas that comes out of the Persian Gulf. They're not the only ones. If uh, the Straits of Hormuz are closed, if the Gate of Tears is closed and the Suez Canal, it's going to be hell to pay economically at home and all over the world. So eventually everybody will get involved and we'll be standing next to Israel, hated, despised and under attack from everyone. Okay, so this seems to be an interview with Colonel McGregor by the account of Gary Vogler on BitChute, if you want to look this up. And he's not wrong. Um, The U.S. cannot go into a full-scale war with Iran. They know it. And with these Houthis attacks, the Houthis are um, a sect in Yemen that are supported by Iran, and they've been attacking ships that that bring supplies to Israel in light of the Israeli genocide of Palestinians. So, um, and they're using drones. The drone technology is phenomenal. Um, These drones can come into U.S. battleships and just totally decimate them uh, because they're such small targets and they're very hard to track. Um, I don't want to get into the logistics of it all, but the drone technology has proven to be very, very deadly um, against these battleships. So um, that's kind of what you have going on here. And Iran is just kind of waiting for the U.S. to bomb it. And I don't think the U.S. wants to or will. Uh, I don't think the U.S. is prepared for a war with Iran because a war with Iran is a war with Russia and China. And I think that's the, the point that McGregor was bringing out there. Anyway, we're up on the break. Let's get back on the other side and analyze some more. Got some more clips uh, on Endpoint Side. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. 
visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. Health Simple with Cholera Shiloji. Fact bit number three. Shiloji is the supreme yoga vaha. Within Ayurveda, Shiloji is a singular substance that towers above all other herbs, herbal minerals, and earth-made adaptogens. Yogavaha refers to substances that have the ability to synergistically make better and carry other substances to its prescribed destination. In the case of Shilaji, most any herb, food, or mineral is amplified with ionic potential, superimposing superior efficacy with increased cellular energy and absorption rate. One of the best applications for Shilaji is to add a drop or two into your favorite herbal tincture or foodstuff. Simply put, Shilaji makes other substances more effective. Shilaji, legit Shilaji, such as Colorado Shilaji, is the king and the supreme yoga vaha. It is the tonic that indeed towers above any other earth-made substance. Look for the Gold Mountain and Medical Symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee... You have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10.
Bruce, William, and Jeremy, and we were in the middle of analyzing this interview with uh, Douglas McGregor, but I don't want to negate and fail to mention Black History Month. We have a clip from Spiro T. Agnew on how the white supremacist bastards stole the idea of peanut butter from George Washington Carver. If you have that clip, Mike, and then we'll uh, do more now. I don't see what's so funny. (laughs) Hello, my name is Professor Shabazz K. Morton. And in 1895, at the Tuskegee Institute in Alabama, a black man named George Washington Carver developed a new method of soul, soil improvement through crop rotation. So I messed up. Shut up! <laughs> Stop typing before you make me smile. <laughs> to end the South's agricultural dependence on cotton alone, as a result, Carver came up with hundreds of industrial uses for the peanut. Sure, industrial uses. Meanwhile, one night he's having a few friends over to his house for dinner. And one of them leans over and says to Dr. Carver, Excuse me, George, what's that you're putting on your bread? <laughs> and Carver says, Oh, that's nothing but a butter substitute that I make from peanuts. I can't digest all that animal fat, you know. So the other fella tasted and he says, Hmm, this place pretty distant. <laughs> yeah, keep on smiling. <laughs> This tastes pretty good, man. Mind if we take a peek at the recipe? And Dr. Carver says, take a peek? <laughs> man, you can have it. Who's gonna make eat butter made out of peanuts? No, no, I'm working on the method to compress peanuts into phonograph needles. <laughs> so Dr. Carver's two dinner guests, Edward Skippy Williamson <laughs> and Frederick Jiff Armstrong, two white men, stole George Washington Carver's recipe for peanut butter, copyrighted it, and reap untold fortunes from it. While Dr. Carver died penniless and insane, still trying to play a phonograph record with a peanut. <laughs> this has been Black History Minute. Up to Bass K. Martin. Good night. All right. Thank you, Shabazz K. Martin, for telling us how the white supremacists stole the idea of peanut butter from George Washington Carver. Anyway... William, we have some calls, and uh, we, we still got to do a, an analysis of the uh, interview with McGregor on Infinity Wars in the Middle East, specifically with Iran. Do you have some thoughts on the McGregor? I forgot to write them down, Jeremy. Let's take our callers. We'll get their take, and then uh, okay. and then I'll comment You know, as we go. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do that. Pending war with Iran is the uh, is the topic. Uh, we got Chance in West Virginia. Chance, welcome to the show. Yeah, hey guys. You know, I thought Creamy and Crunchy stole the peanut butter recipe, man. You know, I don't <laughs> think we're gonna attack Iran. You know, not until at least we get all our ballroom gowns back from the cleaners and get some matching pumps. What do you think? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they need to tranify the military just a little bit more first, right? Yep. Just, hey, uh, William. Completely defenseless. Hey, William. Fritz says hello, by the way. And Ooh. is there a W in that there, William? A W, you heretic. Oh, man. Hey, did I tell you 
Did I tell you that I'm one quarter Phoenician? I'm going to legally change my name to Phoenician Blind. And there's no less than Phoenician either. You mm. mentioned Kelso. Mm. You mentioned Kelso before. I got to laugh. I don't listen to him either. You know, I just ain't got that MAGA mojo thing going on. Well, like I said, his show is still legitimate because Donald Trump's going to be the nominee, so we got to deal with that. Yeah, that I is what it so. is. Okay, guys, take care. All right, thanks a lot, Chance. Um, I think we got William. Do you have some comments before the next caller? Uh, no. Oh, we're on. Okay. Keep it going. Yeah, Ken in Texas. Welcome to the show, Ken. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, um, I don't, I could be completely speaking out of ignorance because I only heard your your beginning of your show with Dr. Kelly, but she does seem to have a sophisticated, dry sense of humor. And so my first guess is that I think she was agreeing with you, just going about it her sophisticated kind of way. What do you think? Hmm. Uh, that thought never well, even crossed my mind. I don't even know this person. It's the only time I've ever heard. Well, like I said, like I said, Dr. Kelly's caught into my show a lot, and she seems to agree with you know what what we're talking about. It sort of surprised me that she had a conflict with William, and I allowed that conflict to go on because I'm all about freedom of speech. And I just let them hash it out. So, uh, you know, maybe there was something there that was misunderstood. But at any rate, you know, William's my co-host, and that brings a lot of clout to the table. So if you're going to disagree with William, um, I'm going to let him, like, annihilate you if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, okay, let me let me jump in here. So it's definitely, I, you know, people call in and disagree. It's just fine. When you call in and you're rude and disrespectful and you come at things and, you know, you make ad hominem attacks like right out of the gate and you come out of context and talk about things that we're not even talking about. And then you have a problem, but you can't get to your point. You just, you, 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 jump, you dance around it by trying to qualify the people you're talking to based on what class they took in high school. You know, uh, did you take a physics class or did you, did you take the, the, did you take physics class or did you, is that, isn't that what she said? Physics class. Is, do I got that right? Because that doesn't yeah, even make physics sense. Class, take because, physics uh, class and the, yeah, they use the Greek alphabet, you know, for, you know, like beta waves and gamma uh, waves and, you know, so they use all that Greek stuff. That's, so what, and, that's, so she was, she was getting at. The letter J, okay, and I don't know what she was trying to make the, the point about. We never got to that because, you know, she just came off. She must have Asperger's or something. But she just came off uh, like she wanted to get her sure point across. Sure, was a nothing burger instead of an Asperger? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, trying to do my bit in humor there. Apparently, it didn't go over too well. <laughs> um well, anyhow, no, I I just was trying to see if we could help resolve that. Uh, hate to see uh, inner family squabble type thing go bad, but that's why I said I could be speaking out of ignorance before I said. Well, like I said, I, I don't, 
Yeah, no, that's fine. That's totally fine to address this, and I appreciate it. Um, I'm, you know, I don't know well, that. I, I'll give that person another chance. You got, you only get one chance to make a good first impression, and and I I haven't had a, a bad first impression like that in a really long time. So uh, I, I guess you, if you wanted to call back in and clarify uh, what her point was, you know, we would listen for a couple right of minutes, now. but. Well, it just you seemed could, like she uh, wanted to waste a lot of time and not get to the point. You, you could re-identify yourself and then get into the MMA ring, you know. Um, I have already. I went down to, you heard me, I went down to the county clerk to change my name to Schismatic Heretic. So I'm gonna, right, I'm actually, but I probably really you have to identify as a female, though, to get in the ring with her? Oh, right, get a, a sex reassignment. Okay. Yeah. Well, she said she was a big Norwegian, so. And then she told me to sit down, and and then she told me, asked me where I live, so I assume that she wants to kick my ass. So I, I guess that you know, those those things right there, it sounded like she was ready to kick my ass. She wanted to depose me from the show. No, that that's that's where it seemed like it was going. <laughs> well, what we used to say at work before it became politically incorrect is, we would just say. And not be knowing. Anyhow, <laughs> okay. you are you doing your? Uh, you're, doing, you're doing your Irish accent. Well, well, brown. Why Irish, did the Irish yeah. only put 239 beans in their soup? Uh, so it wouldn't be too farty. <laughs> oh man. I, oh, I should have prepared before I called. <laughs> <laughs> well, that joke no, but seriously, I, I appreciate you guys and just wanted to call in and uh, expose some of my ignorance. But um, I'm going to get back to listening, let some other people chime in. <laughs> have a good uh, evening. Man. Appreciate you. Man. Okay, so this this Harry Vox clip is very interesting. Um. I don't know how much of it we've isolated, but if if we could do the first three minutes, he curses a lot, as you know Harry Vox does. But this is a commentary on Harry Vox is commenting on the the Tucker Carlson Putin interview, which apparently has been published, and I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet because it just got published about a couple of hours ago. Um, but this is a clip you sent me, William. Mike, if you want to play the first three minutes, and if you have children in the room, take them out. No, he doesn't cuss in the first three minutes. But, yeah, you might want to. Maybe I missed one, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, he, take he your children out. five minutes. <laughs> yeah, better. Let's, let's, do, let's do three minutes of Harry Vox interview on the Tucker-Putin interview, and we'll go from there. Excuse me, I just woke up. So Tucker Carlson goes to Russia and interviews Vladimir Putin. Of course, the Jews have a fucking meltdown because you're not allowed to get two sides of the story. You're just allowed to get the Jewish side of the story. Whatever the Jews tell you on the Jewish-controlled television and the Jewish-controlled political establishment, the Jewish corporate line... That's the only, you're, all you're allowed. If somebody dares to actually, you know, uh, let you hear what uh, the uh, op- opposing side, and it's really not the opposing side. It's only the opposing side if you are Jewish money power. If you're an American, Vladimir Putin's never opposed you. When was the last time Vladimir Putin gave you any pro- problems? 
Yeah, a lot less, lot off, lot less time than that Jewish-owned bank that uh, has your mortgage, or that Jewish landlord that's bugging the shit out of you, or that Jewish politician wants to steal your money, or the Jewish uh, Goy- uh, the Goyim uh, Jewish control politician wants to take your money, fight another foreign war, right? Putin never reached into your pocket, took any money. Putin never did any violence against you. He never coerced or forced you into anything. He never tried to even censor you. That's Jew. That's the Jews, right? Okay, so Carlson goes over that interview. I haven't even watched the interview yet. I just I'm seeing the metadata that he's done it. So I'll eventually watch it. But you know, look, I can tell you, you know. The, the reaction of the so-called liberal, uh, Jew, Jewish-controlled liberal, because now the liberal mind is like, uh, the, the, the Jewish neocons, they call them, they're just Jews. Just say, let's just say the Jews. Let's stop beating around the bush, because we, we, we have a habit of coming up with a, th- a thousand words to describe what Jews call themselves. They, they call themselves Jews, but you're not allowed to. That's it. If you use the word, you can't even use the word Jew. If you use the word Jew, that's, you're anti-Semitic. What? How, how is just using the word? How dare you actually say the word Jew? That's anti-Semitic. You, well, wait a second. You call yourself Jews all the time. You call Israel the Jewish state. If we call Israel the Jewish state, you're going to say, Oh, my God! That person needs to get fired. Everybody shun him from polite society because he actually used the J word. You're not allowed to. Only we Jews can call ourselves Jews. You can't call us Jews. I know. And then the, the liberals are going to go along with it. The Jews are telling them, uh, don't, don't, don't even watch the Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin. That's what, the Jew, that's what the Jews are saying. And the Jews are not telling you anything about that interview. They're saying, what, what, what we will get is what the Jews said that uh, Putin said. They'll say, oh, Putin was rambling on. He was unhinged. And he was a conspiracy theorist. I, I don't even know. I, I know exactly the, the Jewish narrative. It's the same thing with those children that are in Gaza getting slaughtered. <laughs> you know, those, those 50,000 dead, innocent people that the Jews are killing. The, it, the media will always say, well, they use those children as human shields. So those little, those little eight-month-old babies that are getting slaughtered by the thousands and thousands of them um, you know they were human shields so it's those poor those poor Jews who are uh, kidnapped well, let's all have a candlelight vigil at night no let's not <laughs> wow what a schismatic heretic that was Harry Box's visceral react to the uh, Vladimir Putin Tucker Carlson interview which I haven't listened to yet, um, but it's out there. So, um, you know, there's that. Before we go to our callers, I think there's a, a significance here. I'm not a, a Vladimir Putin, like, fanboy. You know, I don't cheerlead for him. I'm very nuanced on my view of Russia and Putin. Uh, but that having been said, you know, as we've mentioned in the show earlier, as has been put out, the leftists seem to be in support of Palestine support, but they're not in support of Israel. The right wing uh, Trump supporters are supporting Israel, but not Ukraine. So this, the Jewish dominated system 
seems to benefit from utilizing both of these groups. Okay. And so an, a, a candid interview with Putin could bring this whole thing to a crux where left, you know, left wing Democrats and right wing uh, Trump supporters can sort of come on the same page that we shouldn't be supporting either Israel or Palestine. And that's what I'm hoping that will happen from this. Let me get your comments, William, and then we'll go to our caller. Well, Jeremy, I have a story for you. I have an interesting story for you. I have an NPC story for you. Okay. Over the, over the weekend, I came across an NPC. I was just minding my business, uh, just uh, finishing up my, my food at this bar, at this place I go to. And, uh, and, and I'd say, I look over, and there's this guy sitting next to me. And when I look over, he looks at me and he puts his hand and shakes my hand and introduces himself. And then he starts talking to me and he's like pushing on my shoulder, like doing this brotherly sort of like, yeah, blah, 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 pushing on my shoulder. I'm just kind of like, I'm going, oh, I'm, so many of these I'm going to tolerate. I don't know when, which one after 100. <laughs> I don't know what to, but I just, I let it go. But I, I talked to the guy. For a bit, and I gathered from him that he was like a kind of a total beta because he had to ask me like to assess him. As it was really kind of weird, dude. He was telling me, "Oh, dude, you're a man. You know, I could tell you that you're a man." And I'm like, "I don't mean to be rude. I, I don't want to get too personal here, you know." But the, the story, uh, I said so that there was an element of me kind of feeling bad. I mean, it's like about what happened because we got into politics, we got into a little bit, I brought up some stuff, and this guy was so, he was like pro, he's like, we need these immigrants, and oh, well, how do you, what do you, what do you think about Ukraine, and I'm, and he goes, do you support the war in Ukraine, and I was like, you know, F no, I was like, explicitly, and this guy's like, goes, John, I tried to explain what the issue was with NATO, try to explain the issue to this NATO, this guy's like, haven't you ever seen the movie Red Dawn? You're a Putin supporter. <laughs> he, you know, this is taking a pulse on the, uh, on on the, uh, on people like this once in a while because I don't, I really don't go out and, and, well, I do have conversations with people, but I, I've not come across somebody who was this cucked, this much of an NPC. So I was trying to help this guy and, and talk to him and explain, you know, break down some stuff to him. Yeah, he wouldn't listen to it. Started laughing. I go, look, dude. I told him like seven times. If you don't shut up, I'm gonna leave. And so I, you know, eventually he he couldn't do it. So I did. I got up and I left. And I was I said something rude to him like, I'm you know I'm a man. You're the guy whose wife's leaving him. And and then I felt terrible as I left. I was like, God, that was a horrible. I, why was I so rude? But when I got home, all I could think about was. Wow, that guy's really lucky that he didn't get his ass kicked. Because if it was somebody else besides me, because I'm a very nice person, I, I don't like to get into stuff. But it would have been somebody else would have just like, you know, bitch slapped him. Use the language. Yeah. There's a nuanced position to be taken. Um, Putin's voice needs to be heard, and uh, you know, Tucker Carlson is. From the CIA, his dad was CIA. Carlson is CIA controlled, so we got to take that with a grain of salt in this interview. Um, 
you know, and analyzing it. But um, from that point, if anybody that's anti-war, um, I think would would be worth supporting anti-war uh, because we don't want a, a major global war. We got a caller, William. You want to go to James real quick? Oh, yeah, Sorry. yeah, sure. James in Vancouver. Go ahead, James. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I uh, understand you two boys have a real way with the women there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, as I understand, she's 6'2", and she's mm. got big bones. And Anyway, well, like, I'll tell you what. Uh, the uh, I listened to the show with uh, Stephen Douglas Whitener, and J.J. Cooey, and um, <clears throat> maybe Cooey's oh, yeah. coming back on the weekend, so I'm going to try and make sure I get up in the morning, and maybe I'll call in, and I've got a few uh, ideas about um, viruses that uh, I could uh, put put forward. And, uh, oh, okay. I, uh, I are you, you still you in the Are you still in the virus camp? Because I remember we had a long conversation about this, and I was posing uh, some questions yeah, about well, I'll it. Tell you what, um, yeah. I got uh, three pictures of my latest patient out of Taiwan, and I'm in the process of trying to send him to Mike. I sent him to Julie, and uh, if you could see the pictures in less than 20 days, uh, how this uh, gentleman came around, left for dead on the opera, uh, left for dead in the ICU after I counterindicated uh, surgery that he shouldn't have had because he was 85 with diabetes and a heart condition. They just cut him up and left him for dead. Now he's walking around. <clears throat> I, um, so I don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, James. But what does yeah. this have to do with viruses? Well, it's uh, the same compound I use to uh, deal with viruses. Is uh, how I'm uh, working on this patient. Uh, as per what, what kind of compound? Inter- well, how do you know it's dealing with the- viruses? Well, you see, this is the whole thing. Uh, I uh, was involved in a kind of like ivermectin, operation. right? No, 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 no. It's not ivermectin. But I mean, but it's but people were saying, oh, ivermectin makes gets rid of the virus, but there was never any virus to begin with. Ivermectin is an antiparasitic, and it, apparently, it also yeah, helps with right. cancer. So well, uh, viruses. I had people another just, point you know, I wanted to make here. Uh, I, I just said Cooey might be good in the future, but I was going to say something else now. Um, <clears throat> no, well, I it uh, my compound repolymerizes the whole uh, cell. It, it puts in new protein. It just doesn't kill things. In fact, it doesn't kill things. But um, I was going to say, uh, Jeremy, did you ever get your wife? You were advertising. And I was thinking maybe you guys could go to Israel and pick up a... By the way, you know, the way the Jews pronounce Jew, they don't pronounce it Jew, they pronounce it Chew. Like uh, your buddy in Glendale, he's got the he's got the right accent. Choose, and then if it's more than one, you can stick your tongue out between your teeth. Choose like that. But okay, I'll let you guys go. I am still looking for a wife, and I'm looking for an Irish wife. Well, sorry, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I apologize. I apologize. My mistake. Okay. (laughs) Going to Ireland with you, uh, Jeremy. Ireland. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I want red hair, blue eyes, and someone that can beat me in a fist fight. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, William, 
Tune into the Punch Bowl tomorrow night. I'm sure you'll get more follow-up on these topics. William, stay classy. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. republicbroadcasting.org smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the United States. remarks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, your jiggling juice, we used to say, the the dancing Israelis. Uh, So even the Republicans now are compromising and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? Like, what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. You're listening to Real Talk Radio. Only on the Republic Broadcasting Network.